Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Days After Dark. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Moments With Me. Days After Dark is brought to you by the following. Touring Entertainment on Promotions, presenters of Retrospect Parties. Party like it's the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Soiree NDA events bringing you Bare Naked Nights, Bare Naked Masks, and Bare Naked Beach Fleas. Soiree for the ultimate experience in all-inclusive NDA parties. And by The Rose Solo Show, live on JohnnoRadio.com, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. This episode of Days After Dark is streaming live on QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Of course, we have our live audience, courtesy of Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you all for joining us tonight. I hope you have your wine, rosé, brandy, cognac, whatever your preference is. You know, let's leave our inhibitions at the door. Come on in, relax, and enjoy. Remember, we're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. My co-hosts for tonight are Sunet, Rosolo, and Marlon. Rosolo is running a little late, but I do have Sunet and Marlon here with me already. So grateful, of course, as always. Always filled with gratitude for the love and support. Sunet, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Sorry, I came in with my mic open. <laughs> That's I'm all well. right. I know I know what time it is for you, so I got yeah. you back. I have your back. I appreciate it. Thank you. All good. Awesome. 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 Hope you didn't have to work too hard today, being a Monday. Um... I had some help, which was great. I had someone in my office help me do all my filings. I was like so happy. Um, but yeah, it's always Monday. It's always, you know, yeah. it's a little bit manic. They made a whole song about it because it's true. Yeah, what's but the song? What's good. the song again, Sinet? Manic Monday. Manic. Just another manic Monday. Yes, yeah. Wish you were a fun day. Yes. <laughs> I think I think 90% of the working world hates Mondays. Yeah. I'm going to say that. I'm going to throw it out there. 
We need Monday to recover from the weekend. The week can start on a Tuesday. Truly true. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Sunette. Marlon, are you able to speak? Me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> Mrs. Jones. You got a thing going on. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. How are you doing? How's your day been? It's good. It's just hot. Oh, it's tell hot. me about it. Hot. But I'm good. I give thanks. I have to give thanks to everyone who's here. Much blessing to everyone. Much love. Um, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, you know? So happy to grateful for life. Yes. So, um, friends, you know, family, you know? So I'm just happy. Overall, just, you know, happy. So yeah. thank you. Thank everyone for being here. And we're going to have a good show tonight. Yes, so we're we doing are. It and we just, you know, Everybody just chime in, have a good time, and just, that's it. Yes, as we said, leave our inhibitions at the door, right, Marlon? Just let it all. Have a good time. We just, you know, we just come to have a good time. Of course, of course. So, if you missed last week's episode, which was about love, what is your interpretation of love? Not to worry, the replay is available on Days After Dark Love as well as on johnoradio.com. Here at Days After Dark, we believe in the building blocks of relationships, which are communication in its various forms, love, intimacy, friendship, and finance. This week, we're talking about the X and asking the question, should we leave the past in the past or should we take a couple steps back? And we also have In A Days with Rosolo and Marlon, If you're in a relationship looking to get into a relationship or trying to get out of a relationship, you're in the right place. We're going to be right back after the music break to start the conversation. Here is Maya with The Case of the X. Midnight and she's on your phone Saying come over cause she's all alone I could tell it was your ex by your tongue Why is she calling now after so long? Now what is it that she wants? Tell me what is it that she needs? Does she hear about the brand new things that you just bought for me? If you're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, welcome. Click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, 
Sonette, and Marlon Rosolo will be joining us shortly. Just a quick PSA, the show is being streamed live on internet radio and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space in a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. And you just heard Maya Case of the X. Before we get into it, let me just do a quick check-in with everyone who is here with us on Clubhouse. Um, we have Allison Sula out to order. If you are able to speak and you'd like to do so, please open up your mic and let us hear you. Go right ahead. Hey, good night, everyone. Good night, oh. Allison. Welcome. Happy Monday. I'm yeah. declaring happy because you have to make it great, right? It's yes. still a day, a gift that we got, so why not make the best of it? Yes, I agree. Thank you so much that reminder team allison team marlin gratitude thank you so much sula how are you doing sula probably not able to speak outsider thank you for being here thank you sula for being here outsider can you speak all right so we're just going to go ahead and get into it so tonight we're talking about past relationships and if we should explore revisiting them but before we get into that part of the conversation, we're starting off with jealousy. Yep, jealousy. Jealousy about our partner's past. Have you ever been guilty of that? Dealing with jealousy about your partner's past. So according to Healthline.com, chances are you have some experience with jealousy, especially in romantic relationships. It's pretty normal to occasionally feel insecure or worry your partner might develop an attraction to someone else. But what about insecurity about who your partner has been attracted to in the past? Turns out there's a name for that. It's called retroactive jealousy. I did not know about that. Did anyone else know about retroactive jealousy? Hmm. No, I haven't taken a psychological degree, so that's a new one. <laughs> Listen, so that by the time we are done, we are going to be psychotherapists, especially as it deals, as it relates to relationships, right? Um, yeah, so it refers to jealousy around your partner's previous relationships. Emily Cook says, and as I'm seeing Emily, the word Emily Cook, I'm thinking about that interview between Emily Crooks and um <laughs> ninja man <laughs> emily emily <laughs> oh my gosh well let me stay focused here it's, it's amazing how things can make you go off track but um so emily cooks is a marriage and family therapist in Bethsaida, maryland and she said interest in a partner's past can range from curious to obsessive to avoidant like ordinary jealousy, retroactive jealousy is fairly common. It doesn't always create problems, but Cook explains it can sometimes become obsessive and show up in unhealthy or destructive ways. The good news, you can work through those feelings. And here's how. Accept and validate your feelings. A key first step of working through any difficult emotion 
is simply acknowledging it and accepting it. It might not feel very good, but jealousy is a normal, valid emotion. If you're having a hard time accepting your jealousy, a clinical psychologist, Patrick Cheatham, recommends asking yourself what your feelings of jealousy really mean to you. Experiencing retroactive jealousy does not make you a bad person, but it can lead to unwanted emotions. You might feel anxious, worried about the future, or stressed about your partner. It's important to name and address these feelings too. If you pretend they do not exist, they may get worse. As I'm reading this, you know what comes to mind? I don't, I don't know if anyone has ever been in this situation, but I've seen this. A new couple out and about, and they run into the ex. And the woman may feel the need to exert herself to make herself seen. Or the man may come up from behind and put his hand around the woman so that the other party knows that she's with me now. Why do we do that? Do we feel a little bit of threat? Do we feel some doubt? Are we secure in our position? Why do we do that? You know, go no, ahead, Marlon. I think it's um, we're trying to. It's like ownership. Um, yes, it's it's a form of um, jealousy. Like you see, like you see my ex or my ex sees you, and you grab onto my hand. Like you like feel like she's going to come and take you away. From, <laughs> like she's going to come and snatch me away from you. But uh, I think it's just um, just a form of securities a lot of us just okay let me hold on to my man because he's not he's not leaving me you know everybody has a different um opinions or everybody has the different ways of looking at it but i think it's just security for some people so me personally i don't do that i wouldn't um i wouldn't uh just grab onto you because i see your ex or trying to kiss you in front of your ex or anything no um, just, just keep it like it is and enjoy it, you know, but a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. I always wonder why, you know, the other thing is put yourself in their place. You love your partner. You want your relationship to succeed, right? This desire may contribute at least in part to your feelings about their past, but think about your own past. You probably have some ex partners too. How do you feel about them now? Hmm. I think building what Marlon said, it's a very territorial thing to do, like, you know, and I don't, I would not like if, if I was with someone, they did that, or I wouldn't do it to my partner, um, if their ex approached, because it, to me, it's like a sign of weakness, mm -hmm. uh, insecurity. And um, it gives, if someone did it because I was the ex, it definitely gives me a sense of power because mm -hmm. for me. Um, and then the thing that I think would be a boundary is if the ex touches you, then I would perhaps have a, I, that would definitely make me feel uncomfortable. And that would have to, that would likely end up being a conversation because, you know, someone from your past touching you, um, in front of you, I think is a bit disrespectful. And what does get awkward is if 
your ex or someone you're with calls you while you're out or with your partner, that can also get awkward as well. But it's interesting that you said touch, Allison. Thank you so much. But it's really interesting you said touch. What if they parted amicably? There was no um, anger, nothing, right? It, it was all peaceful, peaceful separation. They see each other and they greet each other with a hug and a kiss on the cheek. How would you feel about that? I would have to know who that ex is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel okay with that. To feel okay, I would have to like know the person, and then you know, or we would have spoken about it, or the person was going to be there, and you know, we're cool, right? Uh, but I wouldn't do that to my man though, because I I would not want any ex coming up to me while I'm walking with my man, and um, someone does that with me, yeah, showing you any kind of um affection, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very especially for men, it's very territorial. Yeah, but you know, you know, Tushel, it can be. Um, it depends on how your ex come up and like if they run into you at the mall or wherever and say, you know, hey, um, Shell or Allison, how you doing? And you know, walks give you a little hug. It depends on how they hug you. You, you know, need that church hug, right? Yeah, you you need that you know standoffish hug. Hey, Allison, how you doing? <laughs> you know, and that's that. But if mm-hmm. they're gonna hug you disrespectfully in front of your your your, your spouse or your um whoever you dating mm-hmm. now that's a no no right. and and as Allison says who is depends on um the ex if I know about the ex and I know you you know she's cool and she, I run into her at the mall and she want, you know hey give you a hug that's give you a church hug I'm good and, <laughs> no, no big deal but if it's gonna be more than a church hug no that's a problem all right. Yeah. I so, think Mar- oh, Mar- uh, Marianne want to say something. Uh, Marina, um, Marina. Good evening, Marina. Welcome to Days After Dark. Go right ahead. Um, good evening. Thank you. Um, I guess I just, um, about the whole wh- why someone could be territorial, I was just thinking, like, I think for how human beings have been, like, the way we were raised and, like, I don't know. I just, I, I think how a lot of human beings are like, sorry, let me just go back. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it's okay. Thank how you. people have been for like generations after generations. Like I feel like for a lot of us, our worth has been tied to being in a relationship. So then when someone could potentially, um, take away that relationship, take away your partner, that's like, that brings us down. Like, um, we were like, I think it's recently where we're like starting to question, like, why is my sense of worth being tied to being in a relationship or not? So I think we are starting to get into that idea of like, okay, if my partner doesn't want to be with me anymore, it's like, it's not the end of the world, but I feel like for a long time, it wasn't the case. And just, yeah, you are right. We are, um, recognized by our partner right and as you say that i'm thinking about when you know some women are introducing themselves oh i am mrs so-and-so they don't give you their first name they're giving the giving the last name or they will say i am mrs john doe in other words recognize me recognize that i belong to him and recognize 
he is mine. Um, I always wondered why people do that. Aren't you your own person? Can't you introduce yourself as Mrs. Jane Doe or just Jane? <laughs> I always wondered about it. But yeah, you are right. Um, gives you some sense of self-worth, so to speak, which is a shame. You know, you shouldn't have to value yourself being based on the fact that you're attached to someone at all. That's how I look at it. I may be wrong. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the thing is, put yourself in that person's place. Would you want them harboring feelings of jealousy about your past relationships? No, so we probably shouldn't do it to them. Resist the urge to dig. Now, I say digging is healthy to a degree, but that's just me. Most people can't resist the temptation to poke around their partner's social media pages, looking for pictures and comments from past loved ones. While it is one thing to pay attention to current posts your partner makes, going back through months or even years of social media history is another. Yes, a lot of people do it, but that doesn't make it healthy. The problem is that people tend to show their best selves in social media. They post their favorite photos and share their successes. What you see is often more idealized than realistic. Hmm. So let me talk a little bit about digging. I'm not a snooper or a digger. I don't go looking for something, but I will dig if I feel that there is some threat. And let me give you an example. For example, mm, an example, for example, right? Um, there was a situation that happened with me and my partner in the earlier stages of our relationship. And it had to do with his previous um, marriage and how that separation went, which was not the nicest. And there were threats being made. And I had to keep on top of that because, of course, now we have to protect our family. So there was a period where you were going through making sure everything is okay. And then I remember being confronted with paperwork. <laughs> and luckily, I was able to dig and provide information so that a lawsuit wasn't brought against us for something we had no business with, that we knew nothing about. Right? So... That required me having to do some digging. But outside of that, no, I'm not one to follow up on your past. Your past is your past. Everyone has a past. Um, and we leave it there. And there's a reason why you're no longer with that person. That's how I look at it. Because if everything was perfect, and, and I say perfect with air quotes, you'd be with that person. That's how I look at it. I don't know. Anybody else wants to share their point of view on the digging and is it a good thing to dig or is it something you should leave alone? So I think everybody's saying leave it alone. I will leave it alone. It's, uh, go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, I mean, it, it is, I don't really have a lot of dating experience, but um, I've only been in one relationship. But from that um, experience and then from what I hear from other people, I think in a healthy dose it's okay because then you're trying to see if there's a pattern like if um 
the person is ta- uh, is someone who talks to many women or not just many other people um in a very flirtatious way like it it is it could be a potential red flag because then it's like are they still continuing that behavior but they're just hiding it from you Hmm. um yeah that's a good point that's a very good point thank you for that marina and i just checked the chat so i have to go back and read this one um it is the lingering of the touch yes 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 that touch how are they touching you how long are they holding the hand for you know are they running that hand down the person's back probably towards their butt yeah all of that great point there but i see what you're saying marina when it comes to the digging there is a healthy perspective because you're looking to see if past behavior has changed Hmm. but what if you get a pushback or the pushback comes in the form of your partner saying, well, I thought you trust me. And if you trust me, why are you digging? What are you trying to find? What if you're confronted with that? Uh, I'm not really the best person to ask because um, the relationship I just like recently ended, he was someone like who did constantly throw in my face like you need to trust me um and all of that like we can't move forward if you don't do this and in the end it turned out like everything that I was like fearing and being paranoid about it was all true (laughs) (laughs) so he who feels it knows it right so you've Mm -hmm. been through it but I mean I would personally I do want to get to a point where like if another relationship comes my way I do want to trust them but I think it's that intuition too so it's like if hopefully I'll feel um if I'm with a genuine guy like I'll be more calm Mm -hmm. because I do think my intuition was like telling me that I can't trust him and that's why I was acting um asking a lot of questions (laughs) That intuition, that inner voice, it, it, it's our warning. It's our caution sign, right? Um, and it usually isn't wrong. But let me ask, Marlon, let me ask you. When you get into a relationship, do you say to the person, I want to be able to trust you? How do you develop trust? And you've been in a, I think this is the longest relationship you've been in this year. It'll be 20 years. How did you trust the person you're with you know what i never said that um i just go with the flow and you know and i just build off the energy and just first of all you have to start a relationship with trust and honesty mm-hmm. and if i'm with you i should feel like i can trust you and I could tell you anything I want, no secrets. And that's where a lot of us make a lot of mistakes. We're trying to hold stuff back. We don't want to talk to your partner. Yes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's good to hold stuff back because you don't want no one to judge you. And we are a very judgmental world here. So if you have done something in your past, you don't want to buy it. For me personally, though, I've never said that. I just go with the flow and just... 
hoping that you know everything works out and you would trust me and I would trust you. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll move on to the next um next next client. But, uh, <laughs> next client. <laughs> But you're right. I'm thinking back and I can't remember us ever having a conversation about can I trust you or you can trust me. Um, no. Yeah, I really don't remember having that conversation. As you said, it was really based off of energy and you take those steps. Of course, you're not going to unload everything about yourself to the person day one. Right. But with each passing day, the more you have conversation with each other, the more you're spending time together is the more you're letting down your guard, right? And it's the more you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. It's, a, it's the more you're giving up yourself, letting that person into your space, talking about your experiences and, you know, getting their responses. And I tell you something, and, and I know you have said this before, Marlon, if you want to get in someone's head to try to understand how they think or how they feel, you can create scenarios and you don't have to tell them something specific about yourself. Even if it is, you don't have to let them know it's about you. You can probably, you know, imagine our friend, you know, I know someone who went through this situation, hear their response. And then that can help you to determine, you know, something, this may be somebody I want to tiptoe away from, or yeah, you know, so this is somebody I'm, I can chill with. I agree with that. Yeah, you have to, for me personally too, I like to test people, as you just said. So, um, because I want to know if I'm going to be with you, I want to be able to trust you. But, because no one is perfect. And mm -hmm. we are skeleton in our closets. We all have a past. So, if I'm going to be with someone, I want to know that if I'm going to tell you I love certain things, you're not going to turn your nose up at me and you know, start judging me or I have, you know, relation with so many girls, you're going to turn your nose at me or you have relation with so many guys. And that's a big thing for a lot of guys where if you tell them more than three, man, they look at you like you're, you know, a different person out there and that's wrong. Mm -hmm. So you just have to gain, gain, gain that trust, gain that trust, that, you know, honesty and just... Get to know that person and feed off the energy. Because if somebody's going to judge you right off the back, that's not the person you need to be with. Yeah. And if somebody look at you and say, oh, you did that? Oh, no. Yeah. Because yeah. you have a past just like I have one. Mm -hmm. We just move on and enjoy life together. Let's see what we can build. And don't base your relationship on money or sex. You know, base it off for both of you can build a life together and... and it will work out because a lot of people you know, are trying to base relationship off of different reasons. And most of the time, those relationships never work. Mm -hmm. Because disappear or, or the sex disappears, you disappear. Right. So you have to get smart and trying to find, because we are, as we speak, we spoke about before, we, everyone going to get old. <laughs> All of us going to start sagging. So guess what? <laughs> we just have to find other things to enjoy. Yeah, you know. So we just need to enjoy. If you if you think you find that one person, hold on to that one. Cause it's not many good people out here. I tell you that. One. When you find that one, hold on to that one. Yeah. If he's not the one for you, or she's not the one, shake it off and keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. Accept what they tell you. 
Sharing your feelings with your partner might help in the moment, but later on, doubt may pop up again. Maybe you trust their feelings for you right now, but worry about what might happen if their attractive, talented ex shows up one day and says, breaking up was a mistake. I want you back. <laughs> you can never know what someone's truly thinking. That's why trust is so important in relationships. If you trust your partner, extend that trust to what they're telling you now. Jealous feelings that linger or provoke an emotional response can be tough to overcome alone. It may help to talk to a professional who can help you sort them through. And remember, talking to the professional is not for the other person. It's for you to help you navigate those feelings, sort through those feelings, and um, come to some kind of resolution, right? So we can only accept until we find out otherwise. And then once you find out otherwise, then you make your decision. Ask yourself what you're really concerned about. Pinpoint what's really driving your feelings of jealousy and openly admit exactly what you're curious about, why you're curious about it, because that will allow you the opportunity to bring it up with your partner and have, you know, conversation. But first, try to pinpoint what is it exactly I'm in, what, what am I jealous about? Why am I worried about her? He's with me now. What am I worrying about? But we tend to compare ourselves a lot. Go right ahead. Someone opened their mic. I wasn't looking at my... Oh, go ahead, Allison. Go right ahead. So this is interesting. So um, I think that we get signs earlier on in the relationship, uh, but we try to address it, but we're not quite sure. There's always that... that well, I always have a little bit of doubt because I'm not always 100% sure. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about it. But if I'm not comfortable, you know, I want to be vulnerable, but I tend to just want to walk away instead. Because mm. um, when, I, when I'm ready to be vulnerable, I don't necessarily want to be vulnerable with someone that I'm not necessarily comfortable with. That makes sense. And It makes sense. Right? So... Um, I tend to want to just cut and move quickly. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily the right or wrong way to, to approach it. And of course there's no magic formula to this, but let me ask you a question, Alison. Mm -hmm. Do you have a list of say three things that you are okay being vulnerable with no matter who it is so that should you decide to walk away? You don't really care that they know those three things about you. I've never actually thought about that before, like three things. There are definitely a ton of things that I'm vulnerable about. But, um, and I also know that being vulnerable is powerful um, because it also will weed people out, you know, who should, should leave. So... I'm actually on Clubhouse practicing vulnerability and opening up. So I don't care anymore because um, when I, I find that if you hide certain things, people will always have, it leaves you powerless, not even what people can do. People are people, right? but you should never have fear of being vulnerable, prevent you from doing anything, frankly. So 
I embrace being vulnerable. And so if there's something that there was to share, I'm sharing it. Okay. And they do something with it, then that's on them. I'm okay. And I recognize they're not the one and I can move on. So let me ask you another question, Allison. You have hesitancy when it comes to being vulnerable with a partner, potential partner. Yes. Do you expect them to be vulnerable with you while you're being hesitant? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that so unfair now? Come on. So you're going to have to, um, you, you can't give. You can't expect what you're not willing to give, if that makes sense. Yes, but I'm willing to give. I'm willing to do it, but I won't necessarily want to do that first. So I tend to, my approach to being in relationships now is just to be more of an observer mm -hmm. uh, and just notice how they talk or, you know, not necessarily pay attention to what they say, but how they do things. Right. Right. Um, because I think it's more telling in, in their actions more than their words. They will say, you know, they'll talk about putting you on a pedestal and doing all these wonderful things, yet do something else. And the two don't mesh. And then you kind of, you have enough information to speak on it, voice your concern, um, and move on. But yeah, yeah, there, yeah, um, and what's weird is to end up in a situation where both people are being so cautious that there is no moving forward because everybody's watching, you know, each person's watching the other person. Okay, I wonder what they're going to say. I wonder what they're going to do. Hmm, not so sure. I'm, am I sure? I'm not, you know, and you're playing that cat and mouse game, so to speak. And you find that before you know it, you're kind of wasting time, right? But here's what's going to happen to you, Allison. You're going to come across somebody who's going to have you laughing hysterically at the silliest things ever. Somebody who your corniest joke they will laugh at and make you think you are some grand comedian and make you feel comfortable to the point where you start shedding those feelings and you're, you start to feel free. Absolutely. Those are the best kind. I, you know, I could tell you that if I had a top five, mm -hmm. uh, someone who makes me laugh is definitely on that list. And um, it's the ease because as, at, the, at the heart of it, it's going to be communication, how well you talk about things that everybody knows and things that um, are a little bit challenging. So I might be vulnerable about what might be going on at work possibly or at home with my family or something and I'll see how they react to that mm -hmm. I might divulge a lot of information but I'll see how they are there I think it's always important to see how people react when they're angry mm -hmm. um, or as they use the tone um, and absolutely how they treat other people of course of yeah. course that is so so big what you said just now when they're angry you see how they how they react to certain things. That's a big, big one right there because that's how you're gonna know if if he get angry at you. You know, he's possibly he's gonna do the same thing he has done to someone else, or how he treat people as well. Mm -hmm. um, so those things are big too because if you can sit and watch someone treat someone with respect, 
you know it's a possibility that's a, that's a good person um because and if he get angry off of this off of the stupidest thing and or the simplest thing and and trying to cuss and carry on and take all of the word or wherever you want to get it from and, and to that one person especially especially to a woman mm-hmm. that's big mm-hmm. so that's where you got to realize wow yeah you know what mm. let me let me draw the brakes a little bit and um and watch him for a little bit because especially if you were there and you realize he didn't have to take off like that or carry on like that then you were like yeah, yeah. So that that was big. Yes, that's a good one. And with that, you have to remind yourself of your own value, right? A lack of self-worth or limiting beliefs about yourself can fuel ju- jealousy, sorry, fuel jealousy. You might fixate on how your partner's exes look and what they do or make other comparisons. But yeah, definitely think about your own value. Do you how how much do you value yourself your peace of mind you definitely don't want to be with someone who is erratic where at the drop of a dime they are a ticking time bomb just exploding all over the place disrespecting people either reframe the situation you think your partner is pretty great and you're afraid of losing them take a moment to consider what makes them great a lot of times we're oh I have a great partner I have a great friend, but okay so what makes them great? Do you know why they're great? Why you consider them to be great? I don't know if anyone has seen this one on TikTok. Um, let me tell you why I'm at, um the good thing about my husband, or the benefits of having a you know a husband. I mean it's funny when you watch it. And then you see the husbands in the back waiting for the wives to say something. And they're like, um, um, ah, and there's, they they can't come out with why they think their husband is great or why being married is such a good thing or being in a relationship is such a good thing. But someone opened their mic, please go right ahead. That was such a great question. (laughs) That's what I end up putting it in the chat. Um, I think what would make them great for me would be if it's somebody I can work out with and someone I could pray with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's important to you for you? Right. Yeah. Um, somebody who loves themselves. But um, I think one of the things that I missed in my years of dating is how someone treats themselves when they make a mistake or they you know they mess up or something because that negative self-talk how they talk to themselves sometimes is how they talk to you mm-hmm. when things go wrong right or something happens and so there's a, a a gentleness and kindness that you look for in a relationship or you look for others in a relationship that I recognize based on how gentle or kind I am to myself, yeah. right? Sometimes it shows up as being miserable, um, but I think that's what that is. Um, yeah. so a thing to I look for, or I'm looking for now. Yeah. Relationships involve some level of uncertainty and risk. Yours might end, 
and you might not be able to prevent that. Accepting this possibility can feel scary, it's true, but the alternative usually involves anxiety and doubt. So direct your energy toward helping the relationship thrive. If you can't do it on your own, talk to a counselor. If you're struggling to overcome jealousy around your partner's past, talking to a therapist is a good option. A therapist can be particularly helpful for jealousy that doesn't go away. Jealousy that contributes to anxiety or depression that affects your relationship or quality of life, affects your trust or opinion of your partner. May have you look at yourself. Yeah. May, may have you take a deep, hard look at yourself. And may have you question, what's your narrative of a relationship, the relationship that you're in? Your worthiness of love, trust, respect, and affection. And, you know, dig into beliefs that you might have. Deal with it with your partner if your partner is willing to go to um, counseling with you. The bottom line is this. Having some curiosity about your partner's past relationships is completely normal. But the way you handle these feelings can make a difference for you and your relationship. If you're struggling with them, see a therapist. We're going to be right back after this music break. Here is Keisha Cole with Diddy Last Night.
If you're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com, welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club, follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sonette and Marlon, Rosolo may not be able to join us tonight. Just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on internet radio and the clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space in a no judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences and learn from each other. You just heard Keisha Cole and Diddy last night. So I just got a reminder, Rosolo's son is graduating from high school and she is preparing for that. His big day is Wednesday. So congratulations, young man. And I know you are going to take on the world as he gets ready to go off to college. Yay. So before the break, we were discussing dealing with jealousy about your partner's past from accepting it to asking for help. Now it's time to shift our focus a little and ask why we go back to our exes. Has anyone here ever gone back to an ex? Nope. <laughs> Just keep it moving. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think I've um, talked to them still. Yeah, but going back like physical or sexually no no, uh, yeah. no, no I'm thinking no no the past is the past yeah we'll talk but that's it I have one ex that you know I'm good friends with we don't talk a lot but the more I talk to the ex the more I realize why they're an ex <laughs> You know, somebody's opening the mic. I'm trying to see who it is. Go ahead, Marina. Go right ahead. Um, I guess, like, I did end up going back to my ex. Um, this was, like, towards the end. Um, I found out something that um, he, he was keeping something big from me, and I found out. So then it turned, it was, like, devastating for me at the time but then um I ended up not forgiving it but I chose to believe his side of the story and ended up like kind of and I'm ashamed of this but I ended up um like believing the other girl was just obsessed and crazy and all of that but um so yeah then I ended up going back to him after like a week and also his friends were telling me that um, he was, that this the story that I heard was not accurate and all that. So, so yeah, I did go back to him, but now, <laughs> now it's like, it's all true, but yeah. Don't be ashamed of what right. she did. Don't be ashamed um, because you believed him. And he's selling you a good story. And a lot of us can do that. You know, so I wouldn't be ashamed of it. You just move on. At least you realize. It maybe take you a little bit to realize or you know, believe the, the story. 
but at least you you realize and you moved on. So I wouldn't be ashamed of it. You know, some of us can some of us can sell some good stories. I'm telling you that much. Where right? you don't want to believe no one else but them. Mm-hmm. But um, don't 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 be ashamed. Just move on and and don't let it hold you back. Don't let it you know steal your joy. Just move on and enjoy life. Still, I mean, the past is the past. So you just move on now. You made a mistake. And just move on. And and it's but not was a it a mistake? It's not. It's not it a wasn't mistake. a mistake. No, Marlon. It's not a mistake. So you just just move on. That's all. Don't 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 be ashamed. It's a part of the experience, right? To make you um, wiser, right? So that should you face something similar in the future, you'll be aha. I've been through this before. I recognize this. And I know what it leads to, right, Marina? If that makes sense. The only thing with that, I mean, I am um, all for learning from experience and l- trying to learn as much as we can that life has to teach us. But where, like, I'm a devil's advocate on this point. Like, <laughs> that's okay. Because, like, the way I was brought up, like, I, I grew up around good men in my life. So it's like, I. I know I don't have to settle for someone like him because I know that good men exist. But then um, the woman that he's living with right now, one thing she told me was that this is what all men do. And like she, she was, she's okay with him sleeping around as long as he comes home to her every night. Um, but like she grew up seeing that, seeing, and that was normalized for her. So I'm like... It's like these experiences that we go through, it shapes us. And it's like sometimes it can be, it can, um, what is it? It can can normalize them for us. Because like the hurt that people cause, it's not, not necessarily a good lesson for that person. It ends up creating a culture where this type of behavior is accepted. Mm And you have to know what you're comfortable with. And that goes back to your self-worth, right? Um, you're right. Everybody's exposure will cause them to accept certain behaviors and think that certain things are normal. It's normal in her world, in her mind, because let us say she probably saw her father step out on her mother all the time, but he comes back home. So for her, as long as he comes home, I'm good. Whereas for somebody else who's not accustomed to seeing that, I know I'm, I, I, I'm not accustomed to see my father leave and come back. No. So that would be an issue for me. But for somebody else, it's okay. And somebody else is probably looking at my situation and saying, mm, that, that's not normal at all. Just the one woman is just with your mother. That must be boring. Yeah, it's all about our ex- what we've been exposed to. And then you tie that to your self-worth. Now, there can also be a little difference, meaning you can grow up in a situation, observe certain behaviors, and say, but that just doesn't look normal. I don't want that for my, myself. And then you take a different path. So 
being exposed to, to something, a particular way of life, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fall in line with that way of life either. And I hope I'm making sense. So she chose to be with him on her own accord, not because it was what she was really exposed to, to some degree, I want to say, but because, you know what? Yeah. I don't know. Because, um, um, I, I, I see, I, I do agree with that. Like that is something, um, to accept different people's lifestyles and their perspective in life. Um, I guess the only thing I wasn't, I still am not a big fan of is just like being okay with hurting someone else. Cause if, if everyone is party to the situation, everyone knows what's going on. Go ahead. If you're enjoying your life, go ahead. Right. But then if you're keeping stuff a secret and lying and then that is hurting the other person and you know that's not something they're accustomed to, that's something I, I wish people would do better at. But I agree wholeheartedly with you with that. And that is why it's so important to be honest about the situation you're in from the get-go. Because the worst thing I think you can do is trap someone with lies, deception. I don't think it's fair to them. Let them make the decision if they want to be with you after you have told them what your situation is. And a lot of people are not upfront because of their selfish desires. And that is so not right. If you're happy, you're content in a particular situation, you've met somebody else and you want to add them to your situation, let them know what you have going on at home or in your life. Let them know up front, hey, listen, I have a main person. There is somebody else on the side and I would like to add you to the mix. Now, you don't know, that person may say, hmm, I've never tried this before. It's something I might want to try or no, 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 count me out of that but give the person the opportunity to choose what's best for them, not force them into a situation based on what's best for you. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Yeah, yes. Okay, so. Can I add something quickly to that? Yes, Allison, please go right ahead. Um, one of the things I would say is, is it usually happens after we get hurt. It kind of ties back to being vulnerable. Um, in my experience, I know I built a wall so tall that I could have been a contractor. Right? <laughs> you never, ever let a relationship change you. It should always be a learning experience. All our relationships are learning experiences. Um, but it should teach you something, but it should never change you. You should remain who you are. And it also comes back to knowing your value. So you never let it change you so that you feel like you're not deserving or you're less than anything. It should always feel like it's loving. And if it doesn't feel like love when you're in it, then it might not be the one for you. And it should never change you. Just yeah. learn from it. It will remind you this just wasn't for me and be okay with it and wish the person on their way. Yep, I agree. You broke up for good reasons. But she says something so real again, Allison. Thank you for hitting on the head. Yeah, you, you cannot let no one change you. Yep. 
if you if you find someone, you should be able to be yourself with that person and not going to judge you and trying to change you and say, hey, I want you to do it. No, you need to be yourself. Okay, if you want, you can be yourself around someone. That's the best relationship you can ever have because um, being yourself is the key. I, I can't. Trust me, being yourself is the key. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Can I give some pushback on that just a little bit? Just a little, not too much, just a little. I would say if someone encourages you to change and it's for the better, I would embrace that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. If some if you come across someone who brings out the best in you that you didn't even know was there. I would say yeah, but not some not someone trying to take a chisel and a hammer and trying to shape you into what they want you to be. No, but someone who enhances you, makes you want more for yourself, makes you want to shine, makes you want to love life, love yourself, love life even more. You know. Yeah, but and I guess it comes down to tone and the how they do it, right? Yes. Because you have to accept people for who they are right now, True. right? Not in their potential. Like if they don't change, are you going to be okay with that? Because that's all just a slippery slope, especially for women, sometimes for men, um, when they want the other person to do things differently, but um, the person is resisting. Like they're not asking for your opinion or a suggestion. You're telling them you need to do X. Oh, no, 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 no. You no, know, so there's a how, I suppose, to that as well. Yeah, that's being forceful. And nobody wants to be forced to do anything, right? Nobody wants that. But um, EliteDaily.com has given us some responses from therapists to explain why you feel the urge to get back with your ex just a few people return to an ex to stop feeling so lonely and one of the main reasons people return to exes is fair people get back with exes because they want safety and familiarity it's fair of going back to the dating scene being open and vulnerable in a new relationship or being heartbroken in a new relationship hmm People seek the safety of a comfortable financial situation that a particular relationship may afford. When someone returns to an ex, it can be that there is still something left unresolved or some additional lesson they need to learn in that relationship. I know I have seen situations and I have that eyebrow raised like the rock, like, what are you doing there? Why would you go back there? But this explains it. Some of us are afraid of, you know, venturing into uncharted territory. Some of us are scarred from bad relationship experiences, severe heartbreak, and are afraid that we may experience it with the next person. Some of us can't be bothered with the dating scene right now or at all because you don't know what you're getting out there. There's a whole lot of crazy walking around. Nobody wants to take the time to go through the painstaking um, process of trying to figure someone out anymore. 
So, yeah, I can understand that. I wish there was a, sorry to cut you. I wish there was a crystal ball to see the crazy I'm before, you get, you. <laughs> before you get in a relationship. <laughs> we all have some amount of crazy in us, a little bit, varying degrees. Very oh, we degrees. all have, we all got it in us. Some some people got it more than others. Oh, more yeah. Yeah, they have no self-control. And financial reasons. I've seen so many people stay with others because of money. The house the person provides. The cars. The shopping sprees. The vacations. But they're only there physically, emotionally, and, and, and spiritually. They're not there. They're only there for the fringe benefits I refer to them as. And that, I would say, let us tie that to our self-worth. Is that how we value ourselves? And I have heard people say, you know, oh, don't leave him because he has X, Y, Z. Why would you leave him? The other person doesn't have X, Y, Z. But what is it that you're really looking for? Are you looking for financial stability? Or are you looking for emotional stability? No. If you can get a two-for-one deal, kudos. Amazing. But how about both of you striving because you're so filled with passion, you, all, you want to do your best for each other, that you're going to be successful. You'll be able to get the houses and the cars and the shopping sprees and the vacations together. And the foundation of that is love. Hmm. Also, something unresolved. How many of us have walked away from unresolved relationships? You didn't get your closure. What is closure, really? Because what I hear the word closure, I'm always hearing about, oh, let me go back and have sex one more time and see how I feel. Is that what closure is? What is closure? Completing the lesson. <laughs> Completing the lesson. Maybe the lesson was there to teach you self-worth and you stay there until you finally get it. Maybe the person was abusive. It was that one last thing that they did that let you want to, that let you know that you need to do. Maybe it's the, um, you know, maybe the, I don't know. I just think that the closure is really just for you to get whatever lessons there were because that's what they're to do. That's what they're always there to do. Teach your lesson. Yeah. And it, you fine tune what you need, what you want in a relationship, and you move on. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Before you go back to an ex, it may be helpful to sort through your exact personal reasoning to go back and talk it out with an unbiased source, such as a therapist. So, before you go back to an ex, evaluate if you're returning to them out of feelings of loneliness, fear, or unresolved issues, or if you genuinely want to be with that person. If it's safe for you to return to them, then it's really up to you. Your dating life is entirely your decision, and if that's what you want, you should feel free to explore that. But let us make sure that the decision we make to go back to an ex is one that we can live with. 
Yep. Have that conversation with yourself. If you're not sure, talk to a therapist. Yes, I, I support the unbiased source because sometimes family and friends can give you clouded um, responses that will not benefit you, right? You know, you have to say, if you like it, I love it. They're probably looking at it that way. And that's not what you want. You need clarity. You need sound reasoning and judgment, right? Yeah. So it's time for us to take another little break. And when we get back, we're going to continue the conversation. Here is Aaliyah with Are You That Somebody? You're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sinet and Marlon, tonight. Rosolo will not be able to join us tonight. Just a quick PSA. This show is being streamed live on internet radio and the clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. That was Aaliyah. Are you that somebody? Tonight we're talking about past relationships. We've explored why one might experience bouts of jealousy when it comes to their partner's previous relationships and the steps one could and should take to mitigate their affairs. We also delved into why people go back to their exes. And now once more, it's time to shift gears, reconnecting with an ex after you have moved on. Hmm. This is an interesting one. So a couple of questions or a few questions. Are there dangers of reconnecting with an ex while married? What does reconnecting with an ex while married say about you? And 
what are the dangers of reconnecting with an old love who is married? Wow. That's a lot. Heavy questions. Is that a real question? Oh, yeah. That's, okay. That's dangerous and, and irresponsible. And um, it, it says that you are not committed to where you are now. Yes. That's, that's how I see that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you on that one. If you are still in love with your ex, why move on with someone else? Why do that? Shouldn't you wait for the door to be closed, finished, finito, done, buried, everything before moving on? Why you mean you closure? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that part. Closure. You're right. Why drag into something else? Now, I don't know why. Why people do it? Reconnecting with an ex while married is arguably tricky territory. You may reach out to entertain their overtures because this person was once an integral part of their, your life. A desire to hold on to that connection or revive it even after years is natural. Really? I didn't know that was natural. I had no clue <laughs> that was natural. But with the positive, go ahead, go right ahead. It's good to know. Well, I would say um, it's a tricky thing because I'm in touch with all of my exes in one way or the other. And some I would say that there's something missing in the relationship that they had had in our relationship, perhaps emotional, that was missing. Because I'll have one ex who will talk to me about things that, well, literally that, that are missing, not in a physical sense, but in an intimate sense. And, and there's a part of me that thinks that's not okay. And that also made me doubt men in general. Mm -hmm. um, but um, with my exes, I for the most part, they tend to just check in on me. Um, and the the, one, the married ones, they'll just, on occasion, just say hi or happy birthday. But the, the others that will send me, like, um, forwarded stuff in the morning, I just I just take it as that. I don't, I don't encourage it. Okay. I see what you're saying. Because when I think about the one ex that I am in touch with, there's nothing to it. He's married. I'm married. Um... I get Mother's Day greetings. I get birthday. I've never told him happy birthday because I really don't remember when his birthday is, but I'll tell him um, happy Father's Day. I will send Christmas greetings, New Year. So we exchange those um, civil greetings, right? Um, and we'll talk once in a while, but that's it. But in terms of having a relationship, reconnecting and having a relationship, no, 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 no. That is a huge no-no for me that that's done that's closed off that will never happen but some people want that some people do want that and and i feel that if they're doing well, so they're playing with fire go right ahead, right ahead. good evening everyone good evening Angela. so um you know just as Addison says i have x that i 
are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have an ex that um, I um, still talk to, you know, a few of them, you know, um, because that's the type of person I am. And, you know, say hi and, you know, we keep up and thing, talking and all that stuff. But there's this one that I had to cut off because she couldn't. You're breaking up, Handel, and I want to hear sorry. the tea. Yeah, it's like right when you got to the good part. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Um, yeah, we, she, we, she, she could not. You cut her off. Was, hold on, hold on. Back up a little bit, Andel. Back up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So you had to cut this one off. Okay, take it from there. I had, to cut, I had to cut her off because she could not respect my marriage and respect that we're, you know, I'm past and gone. She wants to hook up. She wants to. And I'm like, and the conversation was like, nope, I don't want to have that. We can be cool. Happy birthday, Mother's Day, whatever, but nothing, nothing from there. And you had yeah. to do a hard cut off with that one? I had to, I had, yeah. Yeah, I had to do a hard cut off. I had to do a hard cut off. And that's the best thing you yep. could have done because you value and you respect your current relationship and you don't want anything interfering with that. And yes, some people are very pushy, very pushy, and you have to put them in their place. You have to set boundaries, even though some people don't respect boundaries. But you, when that doesn't happen, you just have to cut them, click, or kick them off the cliff. It is what it is and keep it moving, right? Um what are the risks of reconnecting with an old love who is married? I think that speaks for itself. You are taking away their focus from their current partner, their spouse, their relationship that they should be building. And if that person gets distracted by you, it clearly, in my opinion, makes me feel that that person is the right person for you anyway. They're not strong enough. That's how I feel. That's how I look at it. If if Marlon is constantly going to be distracted by an ex and keeps going back there, it means I'm not the person for him or he's not ready for this. He's not ready for this relationship. That's how I would look at it. Okay, you need time? Go, go, go figure yourself out. Go get that sorted out. I may not be here when you get back. But clearly there's something unresolved if you're going to keep going back and you're married. And especially if the person that you're going back to is a single person. You are opening, you have opened the doors, <laughs> right? And guess what you're doing? You're also giving the person, and I'm going back to a word that Allison used earlier, power. Was it Allison or Marina who used the word power? Now you're giving that person the power over your relationship. Because what usually happens is the outside party disrespects the spouse, right? May not disrespect them to their face, but they will disrespect them to your spouse or disrespect you to your spouse. Let me put it that way, right? And they feel some amount of um, power. Well, he keeps coming back to me, so there must be something wrong with her. Or must be something wrong with him. Why she keeps coming back to me. 
And the first thing that people usually think about is sex. Oh, the sex is probably not good. That's why he keeps coming back to me. Or that's why he keeps going back to this other girl or she keeps going back to this other girl. Whatever the situation is. People usually tie to sex. Why? I don't know. But they use sex as some power tool. Right? Reconnecting with an ex while married. What it says about you. People recognize that reconnecting with an ex while married can be the key to opening up Pandora's box in your life. Even so, instances of a married woman talking to an ex-boyfriend or a married man contacting an ex-girlfriend are not unheard of. When an old flame reaches out, most people find it hard not to reciprocate their overtures, despite their better judgment. In fact, thanks to social media and technology, this trend is becoming far more pronounced than ever before. I think we know deep down when somebody wants more than just to say hi. I think we know. I'll give you an example. My father's funeral, 2017. Someone, I wouldn't say we ha- I had a relationship with, but someone I had a fling with um, was at the funeral. Right? Um... And just the way the person looked at me, I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Yep. This person is married. Married long before I even got married. Right? But I didn't want to seem disrespectful because people are around and, you know, people are greeting you, offering their condolences. And he comes and he hugs me and he says, oh, you still feel so good. Okay, that's it right there. Mm -mm. so many years have passed haven't spoken to this person haven't seen this person until at my father's funeral and this is what you come with so you know by the way a person reacts to you the way they look at you the things they may say the way they will hug you you know that that person if they ever get the chance they're going to take it but you have to have your boundaries you have to put people in their place. What is snake? Yeah. When you're at the most fragile time in your life. Exactly. They know how much your father meant to you. And at that fragile moment, they're going to make overtures like that to you. That is yeah. snake. Yep. Me too. Yep. You're absolutely right. Sinead. But that's how people are. People will sit like lions in the in the in the um jungle just watching you waiting for the right time to bounce and people always want to catch you at your most vulnerable point or your weakest point and to think that he didn't care my husband is there right he didn't care his wife wasn't there at the funeral with him but you know but he didn't care clearly so what were you hoping for? That something would happen? No. No. But we're responsible for setting those, those boundaries because at the end of the day, I can't control what an ex is going to do, but I can control how I will react and what I will allow. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. 
the ball is in my court at that point. So reconnecting with an ex while married, what does it really say about you? Because there are going to be snakes. Are you going to fall victim? No. No matter what stage we're in or what we're going through, we have to have some amount of self-awareness so that we can be in control of our actions and our decisions, right? Yeah. If you willfully go down that road, get ready for the potential consequences. That's it. Let, let me put this out there because probably some people want that. Let me not use me as a blanket for everybody's situation because some people's current marriage may not be too good. They probably want an out. And for them, it's their out. Probably the marriage they're in is lacking emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, or intellectual intimacy. And here comes the facilitator. They come to solve the equation. So probably some people want that. They want that out. But if you are fulfilled emotionally, physically, spiritual, spiritually, financially, intellectually, don't allow snakes in. They're going to try. Women are going to try to get men. Men are going to try to get women. Especially if they had them in the past and they feel, oh, yeah, I was with her in the past or I was with him in the past, so I shouldn't have any problem getting in again. No. Set your boundaries, folks. Set your boundaries, right? The dangers of re... I'm sorry, someone was going to go ahead. Go ahead, Allison. Go right ahead. There's a question I have for the men. Yeah. Um, now, if there's someone, because women, we're funny people, right? If there's someone, we catch a vibe about the same way that men read men differently. That's a thing that we can never do. Um, and we say we don't like it or something is up, but because you know you're not going to have anything with that person, would you maintain the relationship? Or would you end it to make your partner comfortable? Hmm. Men, please step up. That question is for you. I think they're thinking. If could, could, could you repeat it? You repeat it. If there was someone in, from your past who you're in communication with that your partner was uncomfortable with, um, not a jealous thing, but... A woman can tell, in the same way a man can tell where, when a man in general, ex or otherwise, is interested with your partner, right? You can tell when a man still has feelings for a woman, whatever they are, right? Sexual or otherwise. And you express that you're uncomfortable with it. Would you want your partner to end it um, or just manage it and... I'm actually asking from the female side, if your woman was uncomfortable with someone that she felt liked you, um, would you end that relationship? What would you do, even though you know that you're not going to have anything with that person, but clearly staying in it is encouraging the relationship? What would you do? This person's a friend or an ex. 
if it's an ex and my wife and my, my spouse know that it's an ex and she has an issue with it, I'll probably, you know, even there, even though there may not be anything there, I'll probably um, end it. Now, if it's a friend and there's nothing there, honestly, but she has this intuition or feeling or whatever it is that there may be more to it, um, I would probably limit the, what do you call it now, the time I spent around or talking to that person, but I wouldn't probably end it like that, no. So I would probably limit the communication, you know, whatever, but I would not, you know. And, 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 and funny enough, I had a similar situation. Um, I have a friend of mine who, um, at one point, where um, my spouse thought that, hey, she, you know, was there anything more? And I, no, no, there was nothing more. I look at her more like a sister than anything else. And she couldn't get past that. She was like, mm, you sure? I'm like, yeah, you know, and that was she just kind of felt uncomfortable, so I kind of said, all right, cool, let's figure out a way how to, you know, cut the communication a little bit, whatever, just to have my spouse feel happy, you know, comfortable. So, yeah. Thank you, Mandel. Otada, you want to add to that? You want to, what, What's your take on that? Uh, for me, okay, if it's a previous relationship um, and hanging on to that, you know, that, and my partner is uncomfortable with it, that's dead. It's over with um, ceasing communication. Because for one, she is, she's an ex for a reason, and we don't need to be in communications like that, holding on to or tethering to lost feelings or hanging on to anything like that. So that would be dead. If it's a, um, a friend where there is nothing, absolutely nothing, I would limit the communication and um, have to set strong boundaries for that person because my relationship would be more important to me than than um, the friendship, so to speak. And if it's a true friend, we don't need to actually speak every day or all day or every week. A true friendship, you can not see each other or speak with each other for weeks or months. And when you do speak, it's like no time has passed. And if they don't respect um, the boundaries that I've set up because I want to make my relationship work, how much of a friend are you? Because you would want the best for your friend. Um, Just recently, I had a friend that um, got into a new relationship and I told her like, look, did I want we you and I pray for this for you and we wanted you to to find somebody and this is a good guy. Um, so I'm letting you know, like we uh, we always said, we're gonna um hold see a uh, scale back on on our communication and things like that just so this person can feel secure in what's going on. And I told her like I'm you let him know I'm rooting for him. So and she understood that. So we set boundaries to where this person would feel comfortable with our relationship. And we're literally just friends. 
and yeah, it it's been working and we're cool. We sometimes we go for a month or two not speak to each other, and then we pick up the phone and it's like no time has passed. Mm, okay. Thank you, Altad. I appreciate that. Marlon, you want to add to that? I kind of sort of missed the question. Okay. So look, you ain't got to say it in all that many words. Let me but sum it up. up. Let me sum it up for you. If I said to you, I would like for you to end your relationship with your ex, your friends, right? <clears throat> so, oh my gosh. And let me just say this. Um, I say to you, I don't like you talking to um, Davio because I think Davia wants you. Davia is your ex. I think she wants you back. Would you end that relationship to save your, would you end your friendship, your communicating with David to save our relationship? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon, you need a lawyer. <laughs> What you say, Alison? You don't have to. You don't have to end it. But how would you handle it? So if yeah, it, if it, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. Please, please. If I, <laughs> no, no, no. If I know, actually, I've been in this situation mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really see. She wasn't really an ex, but um, some somebody I've messed with, I've never dated, but I. People told you know, keep telling me if she wants you back, she wanna be with you, so and so and so, but I never really see it. But personally, if 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 my wife come to me and said, um, I think this person wants you back, I would have to find a way to try and uh, slow it down, possibly end it. But I'm not gonna sort of end it right away, you know, just tell her, Hey, my wife don't want me to talk to you. So I would have to just take my time and, you know, just Pull my hand of the lion's mouth if you want to say it. Just, just hand it nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to disrespect them. I wouldn't want to, um, for them to feel in a way. I would just have to just take my time and pull away, you know. And that's what I do with my ex friend too. Just take my mm -hmm. time and pull away because I, I didn't really see what a lot of people was telling me. Mm -hmm. Later on, you know, copy, you know, realize like, huh, this is true. You know, because a lot of us guys, people in general, but I could speak for men. Sometimes we don't, we we can't see when some some ladies is after you or really want to be with you because they figure, um, <laughs> they <laughs> they think they lost something good or they they think you're a good man. You know, and when they realize, you know, somebody is have you and treating you well, they figure more or less they can, um, they want to be with you. But for me personally, I did not see it like that because she was good for. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. Uh, <laughs> huh? I didn't hear you, um, Allison. And I said, yes, we knew. We knew, Marlon, without you saying anything, we already knew. Yeah. 
We yeah. know. We and, so and let, let me put it out there. I'm gonna put it out there because I have no ahead, problem using us as a case study, right? Go ahead, go ahead. So when I met him, he had a friend, and I say had, right? They were never a couple, but it was just about sex for them, right? And they were friends for years. Um, they were, you could say they were best friends. They hung out a lot. They just never called themselves a couple. They never dated. I met the person, and I embrace everybody. I really don't care. What's happened in your past is your past. I don't give two craps what's going on. Um, but I would know, and I, I remember I said to Ron, I'm like, I think she still, I think she likes you. I don't think you looked at it as just being friends with her, but I think she saw something more, but probably never said anything. His mom felt the same way. His brothers felt the same way. And I think his dad felt the same way too, that there is more, this person feels more for him than he's recognizing. My cousin saw the same thing. Mm -mm, something is off. I remember, listen to this one, folks. I remember planning, was it your 30th, 29th or your 30th oh, birthday? 30th, 30th. Your 30th birthday. It was a surprise birthday party, right? Um, she was there. And when it was time for him to come to the house that we're having the surprise party at she takes over and i'm like okay yep she definitely wants him and there were other little things i'm like yep mm -hmm, she wants him and i said to Marlon, i'm like marlon um you know she wants you right she wants to sleep with you again right you know that and marlon kept saying no he doesn't see that he doesn't see and he would keep saying no 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 and I'm like, you men never see anything. Y'all so blind. Y'all just going through life, not knowing what's coming at you, right? But he said he didn't see it. There was what a, go ahead. As, um, she knew I had someone and she knew I don't go down that type of road like that once I start, you know, talking to somebody else. Um, because she know, she's been my friend for since she was a teenager. So I know her, she knows me. I There's reasons, and this is another thing too. There's a reason why I never dated her. Mm -hmm. Because um, a lot of us might say, so how come, you know, you never date me or you never, you know, ask me out or, you know, be my girlfriend or whatever, boyfriend, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's sometimes it's things you do and sometimes it's some things you say where I realize if I give this person a chance, it's not going to last. So i rather not just be your friend and don't want to you know, get into a relationship with you because I figure more or less say, hey, I'm going to put my all into this and it's, it's not going to work. So let's just be a buddy-buddy a, a -buddy thing and, and enjoy it. So that's how I was looking at it, and she knew that. But as everybody else tell me, is she wanted more. Mm -hmm. But it's later on in life when I, you know, realized she wanted more and, and she started acting a certain way because I'm not giving her more and stopped talking. And I'm just like, you know what? 
she cut you off as a matter of fact yeah she cut you off yeah because she realized um there was no there's no more there's nothing there There there's no nothing so she stopped talking to me so but um my wife never come to me and say hey i need you to stop talking to her if she did i probably would and i probably would stop talking to her but she she never did so no. i kept talking but she but things and and that and that's life too things just fade away things so, fade away yeah sometimes slowly but surely things fade out fade away because people realize you're not interested anymore or you know things just happen yeah. and it just fade out so but, but he, yes but Marlon, yeah, would, you have I, I other friends too you have other female friends and i've said to i've said to marlon i'm like that person wants to sleep with you that person want to sleep with you and he's like no they don't i'm like yes they do you can tell as a woman we know these things we can feel the energy and guess what marlon is the type of person he is very outspoken when it comes to certain things he actually asked these women and they said yes and he was like shell you know you're right i like i don't need you to tell me i'm right i know i'm right how do you know can't explain it but we can feel it we know i guess it's that uh <laughs> but uh yeah i will go and ask them and that's a fact i if i feel it or somebody say it to me I, and and one thing i can say though they're honest they will come and they will tell me yes yeah. i do <laughs> they do th- they don't say no and i'm like oh okay All right, but, <laughs> you want to sleep but i don't want to sleep with you because when I, I look at you as a friend um and first of all some uh-uh, nah <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I don't know if it's only a man, um, only what guys do. Cause I, I have the same thing. Like I, my ex would tell me that someone is trying, to, is interested in me or seems interested in me. I would just like, no, 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 they're just a friend. And cause I like, I'm someone I enjoy making friends. I, I um, and so it's like, I think it also may, at least with me, it may have to do with a uh, like a confidence thing because it's like no, they're not interested in me. Like that's not really that that's not a thing. Because um, it's like when you admit that oh, this person is interested in me, I think it takes a little bit of confidence to say that. But I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting perspective there. Uh, yeah. I'm the last person to see or or, or realize. All because, of you are blind, and uh, you're all no, blind. No, because the thing about it is, as, as Marina just said, I'm the person who collects friends. I like that. I like going out and meet people and just talking and get to know people. So I'm the last to really see that my wife is going, you know, that girl likes it. I'm like, nah. We just, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> you know. We can smell the rat, Andel. We know. We know, but... If your wife is anything like me, I'm not the type of person. I'm not going to fly up in anybody's face and I, no, 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 uh, 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 no, 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 no. Oh no, she, she's not. She because not. Definitely at the end not. of the day, you can't stop somebody else from liking your husband, or you can't stop anyone from liking your wife or your partner. You really can't. But you know, I know Alice want to say something. Alice, yeah, say go something. right ahead, Alison. Go ahead. 
So this is where it's tricky. My trust thing is right because um, thank you, first of all, gentlemen, for your honest responses there. Um, because I've had situations where um, they were just a friend, but I was uncomfortable, and they kept shrugging it off, denying it. I mean, I always saw it, or they lied, and then when they lied about it, that they weren't talking to the person anymore, it really just made me trust them less. Um, or I'll see, I have quite a few, well, first of all, I have a lot of male friends, and men who are put in the friend zone, they stay there, they're not coming out. They're there for a reason. <laughs> right. But I also have some friends that I call friends that I wouldn't be in a relationship with. But, you know, if circumstances were different, maybe I'd, I'd, I would definitely flirt with them. I wouldn't say I'd sleep with them, but I definitely enjoy flirting with them because there's something I clearly get from that and they get as well. Um, but what I try to understand is um, married men who like women's pictures right mm -hmm. or you know, to me that makes me uncomfortable because I'm like you're married I know that men aren't blind and they like a good looking woman like I would like a good looking man but when they like or comment on a woman's picture is there something more to see about that or is that okay hmm that's, more that's a good question Allison men I don't think nothing is wrong with looking at a picture or liking a picture. Um, me personally, I don't see nothing is wrong with just like I don't see nothing wrong with uh, my wife liking a picture or posting a picture of another guy. Uh, you know, like if she find a picture and, and she want to share it to her female friends. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't, you know, because it's just a picture. That's how I look at it. I'm with uh, you, brother. I am with you. And, uh, am so with it's just—it's not like the person is in front of you and they're touching that person, disrespecting you or anything. It's just a picture. So that's how I look at it, Allison. So um, he's probably just looking at it like, you know, he's going to say she's beautiful, just like how you're going to say the guy's handsome and he's yeah, sexy. Yeah. We, we're saying the same thing. You know, the same thoughts you have in your head, we have the same thing. You know, so... So you flirting or commenting on her, it is okay. Cause it's just what it's like a fantasy and that's fine. Or it's just, for I folks. think it's okay. I mean, yeah. I believe it's okay. It depends on the comments too. If he's like saying a comment like, Oh, I like to sleep with you or so-and-so. Yeah, that's not right. But if it's a beautiful, nice picture, you know, whatever, that's fine. But if he's trying to start flirting with a person like he's sexually or stuff like that, yeah, that's, that's especially if he have someone else, no, that's a no-no. But just liking a picture or saying something, you know, nice picture, you know, whatever, you know, that's cool. But yeah, yeah. Like for me, I like to pay. I like to pay compliment to people, even, even gentlemen. I'm, I'll be walking and see a guy in a nice suit and tie. I'm like, yo, nice tie, bro. And I mean, or you look sharp in that suit. And the same way for me with women. I mean, you know, I I'll go to the page or whatever and give a like. Um, whatever I rarely comment it, comment you know because um, but I'll definitely give a like uh, to that picture and I don't see anything wrong because it's just not you know and then there's nothing to it for me he's just going out and saying you know hey I like your suit or your dress or you look whatever and nothing behind it you know what I mean 
And as Allison said, we are not blind. None of us are blind. So the other night, the other night, uh, you know, me and my wife were sitting down and she's like, you know, this guy is in her DM and she's like, this guy just keep blowing up. I, I, I think at one, he even called at one point through her DM and she's like, no, this is getting from bad to worse. So she went and looked and she's like, oh, he's cute. I'm like, well, <laughs> That's okay to me, you know, for me, all that stuff. But even with Otto, um, Otto said just a while ago, so that men can actually tell when I'm, other men want to yes. sleep with their woman. Yes. It's yes. true because yes. it happened to me. When, you know, I was with an ex one time, and she introduced me to a friend. You know, because I had just moved to the to that city, and I moved there because of her. And so she introduced me to a friend, and that friend became my friend. We play soccer together, and we we're cool. And then. I don't know, just something happened. That's a body language happened. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And I didn't say anything to her, whatever. I said, let me, you know. And you know that I went to bed one night and got up in the middle of the night and woke her up and said, hey, why you didn't tell me you were sleeping with Ricky? Huh? And she, she just started crying and said, how did you know? I'm like, wow. Yeah, just like that. You know, so men can know. Men know, yeah. Yeah. Men know. Men know. It's a, Go it's ahead, Otto. <laughs> it's, it's all in the body language and the context of their conversation, eye movement. The uns, the unspoken body language tells it all. Um, if you're open and perceptive to to all that, you can see on both sides. So mo- men and women are men aren't really as blind as we um women like to think we just tune thing we just tune a lot of things out because it's not our focus right but when we get focused um to, with our woman and another guy comes around and he's consistently texting or trying to call or doing other things and we're like yo he's just not trying to be a friend mm-hmm. there's a, something else behind that yeah. and just like um moment said with us and we we don't see it when you women might not be open to that concept or that thought process with that person and eventually he will say something or do something and it'll come out like mm-hmm, yeah. you don't have to tell me i already knew that but you didn't want to listen right that's why i told you to do certain things or keep your distance but you don't see it because men or natural hunters especially if they think that they can't get get that person or eventually they'll try to wear that person down. Yeah. That part right there. If a man know that he, he has slept with you before, I, I know you're talking about it earlier, but I was busy. But if a man know they have slept with you before that they think they're, um, they can do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. I couldn't get, couldn't get to come in earlier. So, but I'm just saying it now. Yeah, if they if they sleep if they sleep with you, they're gonna whatever closure is. I don't know what that is, but uh, <laughs> they want it. They want to do it again because they feel like, oh man, that was good and that yeah. was so insane. So, so they're trying and they, to get back think, again. And they think that the woman would always want to see what it, if it's still the same. Yes. Or how exactly. Do. So 
a lot of us are like that where we're trying to friend you or trying to be your friend or trying to talk to you hoping that you come and cry on their shoulder because that's how that's how most guys are oh, hoping boy. okay well, i'm gonna have to stick it right <laughs> there stick a pin right there don't go anywhere i just have to it's that time where the radio feed is coming to an end. But if you stick around, we can do the after show. Please bear with me one moment. Here is JoJo with Leave Get Out. Thank you everyone for coming to Days After Dark on Clubhouse. It was certainly a pleasure. This would not be possible without each one of you. Of course, a huge thank you to my co-hosts for tonight, Zanette and Marlon. Thank you for joining me. Thank you also to our sponsors, Touring Entertainment on Promotions, Soiree All-Inclusive NBA Events, and The Rose Solo Show. Tonight's episode of Days After Dark was streamed live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app today, J-A-H-K-N-O Radio, available in the Apple Store for iOS and Android in the Google Play Store. Join me for Coffee and Toll World News on the go weekdays, Mondays through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern. So I'll catch you tomorrow morning. It's where I read the news and we share our views. Listen live on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And don't forget to tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist tomorrow at 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern in the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. This was a Moments With Me media production. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are, we are, we are online 24-7.
24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.